Welcome to the hottest podcast around. Good things come in threes with your expert panel of hosts, Pastor Jack Horner, Pastor Liz Fry, and Pastor John Brock. Welcome to Good Things Come in Threes, a podcast of Trinity Lutheran Church in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. My name is Pastor Jack Horner, and I'm here with my able colleagues, Pastor John Brock. Hello. And Pastor Liz Fry. Hi. And it's wonderful to be with you once again. You might hear a little bit of noise in the background. There's some construction work doing with this new uh, peace garden that we are putting in the front of the church. And it's a, it's a project that we're really, really excited about. And it's really going to add to the beauty of, of the facilities that we have here. We uh, invite you to go on our website uh, uh, in a couple weeks to just take a look at all the pictures that are going to be on there. Uh, about that and any information news about that but it's a it's a really it's really going to be a wonderful addition uh, to our church well this is a podcast uh, where good things come in threes so we thought well we should tell you a good thing that happened to us this this uh, particular week or the last two weeks so uh, Pastor Liz tell me a good thing I'd love to tell you a good thing Um, so about a week ago I got to see my niece after not seeing her for a month. Oh, wow. And, and so I'm sure, you know, you, you see those differences in just a month, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. And so, so much has changed in, in her life between her, like, eighth month and her ninth month of life. Oh, and so my sister-in-law is describing this current phase as her dragon phase. <laughs> her dragon phase. She sounds like a dragon. She, t- tell me more. Oh, okay. She has a lot of breathing through her nose and a lot of... <sighs> okay. Breathing smoke. Very good. No fire, though, right? But no fire, no. No fire, though. That's good. But she sounds like a baby dragon. So she'll be a good dragon. Yes. Not the one that, like, you know, breathes fire on people. She's a cute dragon. Yeah. She's a, coo- a She's cute, a cute dragon. dragon. Very... More Disney dragon. Yes. Disney dragon. Very good. Very good. Well, that's a, that, that's, that's a very good thing. Yeah, it makes me feel good. Yeah. Pastor Brock, what's your good thing? Well, actually, I, I'm going to give you a, an update on the good thing I gave you last time. I let, when we last were together, I was, going, I was looking forward to going to have uh, lunch with a friend of mine. Uh, uh, and unfortunately, because of weather and scheduling, um, we had to put off our, our lunch. And so I didn't end up meeting with her until just last week. We had a wonderful time. It was great to see her. Um, we, we are both uh, native to the land of Lincoln, so we, we get together and, and we commiserate about all of these uh, hills that, are, that masquerade as mountains around us. But, uh, but the, the, the really fun thing was um, that, I, that I got there and uh, we ordered lunch. It was a wonderful. We went to the Kind Cafe in Sealands Grove and I ordered my lunch and I went to grab my wallet and I realized my wallet wasn't with me. And so my friend Sarah very graciously paid for my lunch. And that works every time. I, you know, I, I have to remember that trick more. I need to leave my wallet on my desk in my office 50 miles away more often to go. get free lunch. Friends, but. you should have seen John coming in that afternoon. I hope my wallet is on my desk. Just a little stress. But indeed it was. So, so things went well all around. So oh, that's, that, that, that's, that's my good thing this week. 
Well, my good thing is actually a great thing, and I've, know, I've, I've known something about this for quite some time, but I wasn't allowed to say anything, mm. and that is Linda and I are going to be grandparents. No. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you very much, yes. Uh, Krista, our daughter, who uh, just got married in October, decided to wait all of six weeks uh, before, <laughs> before she got uh, before she got pregnant, and uh, uh, we're going to have a uh, a grandson. Oh wow! In late August, mm. oh, so we're very very, very excited about that. Of course, Linda is beside herself. I already have a crib in my garage. Oh my it's in a box, yeah. so just uh, I want to make that clear. We didn't put the the crib right. in the garage for when they visit. Well, the, and it's, they're, it's they're, in a box to take to their house. Yes. They're in West Virginia, right? They're in West Virginia. Yeah. So, so you'll be able. It, it's close enough that you can go see them, but uh, yep. but far enough away where you won't be called upon to be babysitters. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's about three. It's about three hours. Yeah, it's about three hours, and I think Linda would like it to be. A, I think Linda would like it more of a commute of uh, 20 minutes, uh, actually. But, um, but it is close enough that Krista has uh, has visited on many occasions, Good. and um, uh, we're just really, really excited about her. Uh, excited about it. Linda went Absolutely. out with her and bought yeah. some baby clothes already. <laughs> so they're already looking at things, and of course. Um, little Dean already has a Steelers jersey. Oh my goodness, he has a name already he too. Already ha- and, and a name, and a Holy name. Moly. Little Dino, like that's what I'm going to call him, Little Dino. <laughs> so uh, we're pretty pretty excited about that, and and wow. uh, excited for uh, Shane and Krista and their their life together, and um, yeah, and this and this new child that's going to be brought into the world. Right? That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So exciting. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a great thing that's uh, that's happening in in our lives, and we're really looking forward to uh, um, really looking forward to get, getting to know uh, little Dean uh, in in August. Mm. Yeah. Well, today's topic is uh, is kind of an interesting one, and something that's very near and dear uh, to all three of us pastors' hearts. Um, it's a topic uh, that sometimes is called uh, pastoral care, but the term that I like, and actually the real traditional term that's used for that is the care of souls. And of course, we're talking about this, the care of people, yeah. of loving and loving on and caring for people uh, through, through life. Um, sometimes it's caring for them through things that are going really great, like the birth of a child or a grandchild. Right. Sometimes it's caring for them when, when they're going through difficulties in life. Absolutely. Yep. You know, maybe through a divorce or through a health, a health concerns or even through death. And uh, the church is there during those times caring for souls. And for the Lutheran church, it's, 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 it's interesting because in a lot of ways, Lutherans are known for their theology, what, how they view God and how they think about God. Uh, and how we come to realize who God is and, and how the church operates in that context. But... The, the Lutheran Reformation really began as a moment of pastoral concern. What do I mean by that? Well, it was in the time of the Middle Ages, and the Roman Catholic Church was selling indulgences, which were certificates that were for the forgiveness of sin. In other words, you could buy a, a certificate that took years off of purgatory. And some of these were being sold... Uh, in a way that is pretty shameless. 
Uh, in particular, there was a, a gentleman who was a friar who was named uh, Johann Tetzel, who was selling these uh, certificates of, of, um, of forgiveness and really playing on the fears and the concerns mm-hmm. of, of people about that, basically shaming them into, you really need to buy these. You know, don't you love your mother who has passed away? Don't you love your your grandparent? They are writhing in the fires of, of hell right now. And you have an opportunity to to release them from that from their from their torment if only you buy one of these indulgences, right? So he was really playing on that. And of course Martin Luther heard about this and was just absolutely shocked that the care for Christians, especially as it relates to forgiveness, was being peddled in such a way. Right. And so the 95 Theses, which is basically uh, these, these points of debate that he wanted to talk about in a, in a university setting, the 95 Theses, most of them were about pastoral care issues, like talking about forgiveness and talking about absolution and, and, and talking about um, how you know, how good Christians should care for one another, especially forgiving one another. And uh, basically said, listen, if if the Pope is such a great guy, he shouldn't be selling indulgences. He should be offering forgiveness and absolution to people rather than making people pay for it. Mm-hmm. So it really became as a, pastor, a pastoral conversation and, and a care of souls. And so we thought it would be good for us to talk about the care of souls because, quite frankly, the last couple years with the COVID pandemic, it's been challenging on some levels and we can talk about that you know how challenging it has been during this these last two years and and some of our own care of souls as we have done uh, as as we have tried to do as as pastors Uh, but also recognizing that trinity is in a very special place as a larger congregation and one of the things we always ask ourselves is what's is what is the best way in which we can care for the people that are members of our congregation and care for people in our community. And so um, I think it's a real timely topic, uh, especially as we, knock on wood, are in this transition from moving from pandemic to endemic and then hopefully to some sense of normalcy of or new normal, whatever that is, whatever that is going to uh, be. Yeah. Um, so I, I just have a question for the two of you. What, what what are some pastoral care moments in particular that were meaningful for, for, for you? As you reflect on your ministry and um, those, those times, um, I'll, I'll go first just okay. so you know where I'm going, for, going from. And there's two, there's two things that have been particularly meaningful for me. Um, one is um, as, a, as a child of divorce, I've always had a heart for those that are going through divorce. Oh, sure. So uh, I think it's wonderful that we have our, div- uh, our divorce ministry uh, and are caring for people in that way because it can be a very traumatic experience for children as well as for adults whenever you go through that. So um, that, that is something that, uh, that I'm just really passionate about, that we care for people that are, that are going through those those moments because it's just it's very very difficult and i think the church needs to be right there in the midst of them loving and caring for them Mm. Uh, the second thing for me that is most meaningful has been when i have been the person that was invited into that space of a family that is mourning the death of someone and they 
you know, you, you're invited to, to, to be in their midst, um, maybe at the moment when, when they are, have decided to turn off machines that are keeping their loved ones alive. Right. Yeah. And you're there to offer the prayers of the church, prayers that have been spoken for centuries, really. I mean, that's our, 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 yep. our, our prayers mm -hmm. that we use are centuries, centuries old to help that transition from, from life to death to life eternal. Yeah. And being invited into that is 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 very very humbling experience, um, and to be able to offer those prayers of hope and resurrection um, means a lot to me. So that's those are those are two of my pastoral care moments that are particularly yeah. meaningful to me. Mm. Yeah. How about how about you, Liz? Oh golly. Um. That's not the direction I thought you were going to be moving in, <laughs> to be well, honest Well, then take with us you. in a new direction, Take Liz. you in a new direction. Okay. So the direction that my brain was going in when you asked that question was I just looked at my, my ministry experience thus far, and I thought about moments when I was moved or felt like I learned something out of that experience. So I'm going to take you to when I did clinical pastoral education. Mm -hmm. And friends, this is when most um, folks in the track to become ordained um, do chaplaincy of some type. Most commonly, we do it during we do it in a hospital clinical setting. And so I was in a in a hospital, and I was called to pray with a man who had schizophrenia. Oh, I had to wow. do that. And but here's here's the the clincher is one of my goals for that program was to improve my spontaneous, extemporaneous prayer. Okay. So be careful what you wish for <laughs> <laughs> is basically the lesson there. Um, and so he was looking for someone to basically translate what he, what he wanted to, to say to God and, and say it for him. And it was, a I mean, I did that over the span of several weeks. And so I grew to, you know, love this person and, and walk with this person through, through what was a kind of a scary time in, in his life, um, yeah. especially as he had just been diagnosed. Yeah. And so I learned how to, to pray better, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was interesting. I, I thoroughly enjoyed going to the psych ward when I when I was in in the mm -hmm. hospital. I mean, it's just it was it was fascinating. Mm -hmm. It was interesting, of course. Mm -hmm. And um, I had the same situation with a with a with a, a rabbi who was manic depressive. Oh wow! And so when I would go into onto the psych ward, he was my guide. He would he would get me at the door. You know, I had to you know buzz in. He would meet me at the door and then take me around as almost like an assistant chaplain to the people that I needed to talk to. That's so <laughs> neat. It was wonderful. It was really, really fantastic. And one of my last experiences there was um, I, wanted, he want, I, would, I was there to, there was someone there who was depressed, deeply depressed, mm -hmm. probably there, maybe suicidal. Yeah. And he said, uh, give them, you know, he wanted me to give them a blessing. Give them a blessing because they were they were they were Catholic, mm -hmm. 
and so give them a blessing and I said well why don't we do it together mm. and I did it I did the uh, I did it in English and he did it in Hebrew cool oh my gosh really beautiful wow. it was a beautiful beautiful moment um, but anyway I'm sorry that, that, that no, was, no. yeah but yeah. that's that, that, that I just that was life-changing for yeah. for me and I will remember that gentleman for the rest of yeah. my life a lot of yeah, a lot of those moments are aren't they? exactly. Like, we we think that we think we're, well, we're here to help them, yeah. <laughs> and yep. they're really changing us. Right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's beautiful. Wow. And, and uh, John. Well, yeah. So, um, at, at at the risk of sound like I'm copying you both because because I have examples no, from 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 both of you, but you know, to me, one one of actually one of my best pastoral experiences, pastoral care experiences, came. Be, before I even became a pastor. Yeah. Um, and I may have shared this with the two of you, but I'll share it with, with those listening as well, that um, before I became ordained, I, I was a youth director, and um, Marianne and I uh, were expecting our first child who was born uh, at, at 25 weeks. So he was born too soon, and he just was not able to survive. And... Um, I, I was at a I was a youth director at a congregation in Connecticut, and I had many people who came to my office um, seeking to console me at that time. But it turned out, um, as I was saying a few moments ago when talking about our grief group, that they themselves had unresolved grief issues, either over a, a, a child or a parent or this, a spouse who had passed away, and and I ended up ministering to them in their time of grief even though they had come thinking that they were going to minister to me uh -huh. and that was a pivotal point to me to realize that if if I if, if God has has given me the strength to be able to help these people in with their grief while I am struggling with my own then then I need to go to seminary and 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 if I if I, you know, I, I, I didn't think I had the, the, the intelligence, the, the book smarts to be able to get through seminary. But I figured if, if God can use me in that kind of a situation, then, then I at the very least have to go to seminary and do my best. Yeah. Um, but, but the other pastoral uh, care things that, that have been most meaningful to me, much like what you were talking about, Jack, is, is when, yeah, being, being in those hospital rooms, yeah. when... when um, life on this world is coming to an end um I, you know i happened to be just a couple of weeks ago that that i i was privileged to be asked to be with with some of our members again with their family and you know especially now that i've been here at trinity for for nearly 20 years you know and and i i really know some of these people and mm -hmm. and i'm yeah. watching as you know as as this part of their journey comes to an end and and strive to to hang on to the the hope and the promise uh, for uh, for myself and for them of their of their next journey. Yeah, it's beautiful That's stuff. Powerful. Beautiful yeah. stuff. And 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 I think one of the things that you just you just shared there is really really important, and that is, um, you know, the care of souls is not just for pastors. The care of souls is for for all of us. Yeah. All of us yeah. have the opportunity to be able to participate in the life of another. And to be able to care for one another uh, through yeah. our through our times of, of challenge, as well as good times, as well as uh, mourning or whatever it whatever it happens to be, and I think for especially for a church like Trinity, 
um, we should almost think of it as we are a church of of 2,000 people that are seeking to live like Jesus and Amen. do the things that Jesus yep. did, which is care for people yep. and, love pe- and, and love people. Absolutely. And I just think this, just think of the, think of the, kim- the impact yep. that we can have for the kingdom of God with 2,000 on fire people that want to care for, <laughs> for, for the world and want to yep. care for one another. Yeah, um, and and do those extra th- those extra things to reach out, and um, so I hope that you um, think about that for your own life, and uh, for those of you that are listening, um, feel free to call Pastor Brock and and or talk to any one of the yeah, pastors absolutely. about ways in which you would yeah, like to absolutely. be involved in our uh, community care ministries. Um, this this is something we're we're committed to, and we're going to continue doing, uh, and uh, as we as we seek to minister to. Uh, the people in, in Cumberland County and beyond. So uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us for this uh, podcast. We want to remind you all the time to seek the good. Be the good. Share the good. Because good things come, come in threes. threes. Pastor Liz, would you give us a blessing? I'd be happy to. The Lord be with you, friends. Awesome. And also you. with you. Let's pray. Good and gracious God. We give you thanks for every member of this congregation, for the ways that they care for and support each other. Be with all of us as we seek to continue to live as Jesus did. We pray all these things in your son's name. Amen. 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 Take care, everybody. See ya. Bye, friends.